The Coaching You Podcast is presented by Huddle Basketball and Huddle Assist, your best solution to capture and analyze every aspect of the game from the first tip to the final buzzer. Hey, welcome to another Coaching You Podcast with the coach Brendan Sir and presented by our friends at Huddle and Huddle Assist. Brett Ledbetter, the founder of What Drives Winning, is our guest, and you will find out today why he's one of the most important and brightest people in our coaching space. After this timeout, we'll be back with Brett Ledbetter. Prepare like the pros with the new Fast Draw. Fast Draw is the number one affordable coaching tool used by pro and high school level teams worldwide. With Fast Draw, you can save your plays and playbooks digitally, attach video and share with other coaches and your players in seconds. In addition to a great product, they also provide basketball coaching content and resources through their blog and play bank, which features over 8,000 free plays and drills from their online coaching community. For access to these plays and more information, visit FastModelSports.com or follow them on Twitter at FastModel. Don't forget to use promo code CU10, that is CU10, to receive 10% off your next Fast Model purchase. Brett Ledbetter, our guest today, what drives winning? When I heard that about five years ago, I said, I love that name because that's what my life's about. Brett, welcome to the show, my brother. It's great to be here, Brandon, for having me. You know, so many of my friends, you know, I'm so jealous of them because they got to be a guest at either your conference or your interviews from Coach K to Billy Donovan, who absolutely adores you, to Gino, who's one of my favorite people, Brad Stevens, these guys, and Sherry Cole. I mean, all these folks are friends of mine through our Coaching You and their guests. And you have this amazing ability when you interview people to pull things out that I've never been able to do in my years of knowing them. How does that happen? You know, it's interesting. So when I, I spent 10 years at the grassroots level and the biggest fear I had with that we were going to be working with over a 24 week window was that my voice would get old and stale. And so what we wanted to try and do is have character development begin the sessions. And so I would go and interview these coaches and, you know, they're very busy. So you have a 20 minute window. And so if you come in and you don't ask a question that leads them in the right direction in terms of the answer you're hoping to bring back to the kids, you blow two and a half minutes and that can be pretty costly. And so we learned how to structure questions there. And then when we would bring that content back, we basically removed ourselves from it to where it would just be a projector with coach as if they were talking to the group. I would ask them questions. And what's so cool about kids is they have a smaller vocabulary. So they teach you how to ask the proper questions. So in a lot, they taught me the best way to connect the material to them. You know what you also have a great ability to do, Brett, is you ask the question, especially to these national fabulous coaches in every sport whether it be our friend from cal the rugby coach or bob stoops a hall of famer uh, uh billy or gino and you get out of the way or, or, or coach k <laughs> and 
a lot of people want to interject and be part of it, but you have that ability and ego, I, I say fairly, to say, here's the question to the expert, answer it. But is that just natural for you to do? I am very clear on who the audience is there to see. <laughs> so, uh, my goal in those settings is to be invisible. Boy, that's great. I love that term. That is fabulous. You know, uh, when when you came up with what drives winning, did you know what the answer was before you started? I don't think I know what the answer is now, man, because I think it's so contextual. I think the, the very experienced coaches would say that winning is a loaded word. And mm. I think what we tried to do with all the books was to make them to where that's a question, but it's also a statement. And mm. I think that uh, by doing that, it's just symbolism that we're all exploring and trying to find our own unique way. Boy, that is that is outstanding. I don't want you to say who's your favorite interview, but give me. That from, would be like me asking know, you that question, I, man. I know, I know, I know. And that's why, you know, I played for UB Brown in high school and I worked with the great Chuck Daly. So who's your favorite coach? Uh, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that would be I, like me asking you that right. question. So, I, you know, it's, it's so interesting though, because obviously that's one of the most common questions we yeah. get asked. And it's so the, because everything's filmed, what's really cool is you can go back through the archives and things hit you different mm -hmm. in different spaces. And if you name names, there would be a folder in my head that you could click on and there would be three to 50 profound things that that person has said that has shaped the trajectory on how I think. Wow. So How's that for a political, uh, you know, that, that was good. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to put that one in my file too and put that one in my pocket. I love that, Brett. So when, when I, when I, you know, if you go on Brett Ledbetter's Wikipedia site, it has this great statement and I love this. He's a consultant. He's an author. He's a speaker. But to me, my friend, you're a coach. I didn't even know I had a Wikipedia page, man. Oh, man, you're famous. Yeah, you're very famous. <laughs> you're very famous. And I don't know who's writing it for you, but it's, but, but, the, but to me, you're a coach of coaches. That's who you are to me, you know. And, and that's something that I think is so valuable because every one of us needs a coach, right? Well, and I, I would probably reshape that to a thinking partner. Okay, okay. Because well, if I had to have the answers when I walked into the room, I would not be in many of those rooms. Typically, the people that I'm working with are, are extremely sharp, and they've been thinking about this for an extended amount of time, and they have full context. And so I think my role in in the, the thinking process is to, if they're on level four, try and ask questions for them to unlock, to get to level nine, because maybe that's where the solution is. Mm. One of my uh, associates friends said to me once, I said, what's coaching to you mean? And he said, uh, I said, what is a coach? That was, I think how I phrased it. What's a coach. And he said, uh, a coach is someone that can take you where you can't take yourself. Mm. And I think that's what you provide. And, and in my opinion, 
that's just me as a as um, someone that uses all your material and and takes it in and digests it and learns every single time well i, I don't know if i have to comment on that i i will say this man that um it's hard to see the label from inside the bottle and <laughs> sometimes when you are able to provide an outside perspective or a question that gets them from in the weeds to a helicopter view, it helps them see things a little bit more clearly to maybe manage some of the mixed signals that undermine what you're trying to do inside that environment. Oh, I love that. When you're inside the bottle, I love that. That is really, that is solid gold right there, brother. I love that, man. This is, this is so exciting for me because you're one of the people, I have a incredible growth mindset and even though I've been coaching 50 years, I'm still trying to get better. I'm trying to, and I don't have a team right now, but I'm still trying to get better in case something comes up. I, you know, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and, and so I'm always learning. And, and every time I watch one of your videos, like all of a sudden one night I can't sleep. And about freaking three or four in the morning, you naturally, of course, sent out a video. And it was a video on a couple of your people at a conference and I sat there at four in the morning and I'm watching this over and over and I'm saying that is so freaking good and I was like so excited my dogs got upset that I wouldn't go back <laughs> to bed but it was fantastic you know and so when you decide to um, let's say ask someone to come and speak at your conference you have great diversity in your group. Of t it's not like all basketball guys or all football or whatever. It's, you know, maybe a fabulous softball coach, baseball mm -hmm. coach, you know, like Timmy Corbin from Vanderbilt, who like, is just brilliant. You know, how do you go about selecting that? I think that's always hard to do. We do that with our clinics. How do you put together a great group that is interesting to listen to? That's a hard one, man. I So I think for me, when we're launching a conference it's usually going to be a theme and that theme is going to be shaped by experience that i've been through with someone and so i just think from a direct experience standpoint who could speak to this because they've touched the stove and they know how to articulate how they found their way through it and so i think it's it's experience and theme driven I love the idea of a theme. That's that's something that I noticed that you do that's really, really good. God, I, I'm, to, I'm darn excited. I'm scared to take a commercial break. But you know what? <laughs> we're going to have to take one. Okay, we're going to be back in, uh, in just a short time after this timeout with Brett Ledbetter. Hi, this is Brendan Sir. I'm talking to coaches, PE teachers, ADs, and camp directors because I'm so excited to announce our newest Coaching You podcast partnership with my friends from 360 Hoops. What if I told you that I've witnessed the most innovative game, training, and exercise for kids that I've seen in decades? 360 Hoops takes up less space than traditional basketball and allows for more players to get involved in developing their basketball fundamentals. The three-sided basket is attached to wheels for easy transportation and can adjust from 7 to 10 feet. The uses are endless, from elementary and middle school recess to physical education class. It can also be used for team practice and skill development training for teams with players of all ages. For more information, visit www.play.com. 
Play360Hoops.com. To learn more about this new innovative product, make sure you mention Coaching You for a 10% discount. We're thrilled to have our longtime partners and friends at Dr. Dish Basketball on board as sponsors of the Coaching You podcast. Dr. Dish machines are undoubtedly the most user-friendly and advanced machines in the world of basketball today. Dr. Dish has completely revolutionized and reimagined the shooting machine to provide the best solution on the market. Join top programs around the world like Duke, North Carolina, Florida, and countless others and upgrade your shooting machine to Dr. Dish. Dr. Dish machines are the best way to increase purposeful reps in your program to get players better, faster, while tracking progress along the way. Dr. Dish provides so much more than just your standard shooting machines with custom training, pro trainers, and coaches on demand, real-time and detailed analytics, and top-of-the-line drills and workouts. If you're looking to take your program to the next level, look no further than Dr. Dish for the best basketball training machine in the world. If you have an old machine that's just collecting dust in your gym, did you know that you can trade that into Dr. Dish for up to $1,500 off and get a new dish? Make sure to give our friends at Dr. Dish a follow at Dr. Dish B-Ball on Twitter and Instagram for great daily drills, workouts, tips, and inspiration. Or contact us at drdishbasketball.com. Don't forget to mention Coaching You or our podcast for $300 off your purchase. Okay, I'm going to shoot some rapid-fire stuff at you, my friend, because uh, because I can. And uh, so one of the things that you and I have in common is when I was coaching the Orlando Magic, I got to spend a lot of time with Dr. Jim Lair, <laughs> who a lot of people on this call, basketball coaches around the world, don't have any idea who he is. I'll let you explain. You know, he just did a podcast with Tim Ferriss that would give people insight into his work. And Jim changed the trajectory of my life. As a player, I had a certain profile of coach. And so I didn't really know anything else that existed until I met Jim. And it was, there was a, it was Mark Dagnall who had come up uh, to spend a few days in St. Louis. And he said, you really need to read this book, The Only Way to Win. And so I opened it up and there was this exercise that really influenced a lot of the book that I wrote called What's Really Important around what do you want your life to look like on your deathbed? And for whatever reason, that deeply resonated with me. And so I called him and said, hey, would it be okay if we interview you? And that interview, it was me, uh, my business partner, Jason, and then our creative director, Lisa. And we were all in the room interviewing Jim and everyone was just like, what is going on? Uh, Because he was exposing us to, to thoughts that we had never really considered. And I can tell you that Jim changed the trajectory of my life and that what drives winning the conference would not be around if it wasn't for him. And a cool story on that, Brendan, is our first conference in 2015, Jim was our first speaker. And the first line from his speech was, how important is it to know the reason behind what you're doing? Do you think that's important? And I think that speaks 
to who he is. And and Becky Burley, who's a business partner, she has above her desk who you become as a result of the chase is the most important thing. And that obviously is attributed back to Jim. Yeah, so I'm coaching the magic with the legendary guy that you would have loved, Chuck Daly. <laughs> and uh, he was what drives winning, right? And he was so it was so far above X's and O's. It was all about people. But he got it. Hey, Brendan, can I say something to that? Because one sure. of the things that uh, Jeremy Foley, who's obviously the former athletic director Great friend. at Florida, yep. he, he uh, talked about one of the, the lines that Chuck said is that Chuck, I guess in an interview, he's asked about, you know, does it bother you that players can get you fired? And he said, my job is to coexist with a superstar. Yep. And that deeply resonated with Jeremy. Yeah, and, and one of the things uh, that he also said is when they stop listening to me, it's time for me to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's the truth, you know. <laughs> and, and you know, and he he said when we were coaching the Pistons, we had 12-man rosters and Isaiah Thomas and Rodman and, and Joe Dumars and those guys. And, and he said, um, he said when, uh, you know, he said, I'm dealing with 12 corporations. I'm I'm not the owner. I'm just a facilitator. I have to figure out how I get 12 corporations to want to work together. And I thought, man, this guy, I'd never heard anything like this before. You know, Ahead of time. Way ahead. And it was all unconsciously competent, right? You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like out of a book, you know, or anything like that. This was all experience, but he, he shared brilliantly. Um but when I went, was down there, Chuck and I were coaching the Magic. The second year we're there, there's an NBA lockout for till February. Mm-hmm. And so I spent, as part of my the DeVos family, the great DeVos family of the Magic, mm-hmm. said, uh, go spend every morning over at uh, LGE, which is was Jim Lair's place at the time, and mm-hmm. uh, talk to him, talk to the guys there, and that, that's your job. You know, so I said, okay, and work out at their facility. And so I did that for six months. Man, I tell you what, I came back there. I I was freaking smarter than I ever thought I could be just listening to him. Absolutely brilliant guy. And then Billy, I sent Billy there uh, when he was coaching in Florida. Man, does he change his life too in a great way. Great way. Well, my question to you would be out of those six months that you spent with Jim, what would you, if you had to boil it down to maybe a, a single lesson, you would say this resonated most? Two things. One, do what you do best. And the biggest thing was, why are you coaching? Mm-hmm. And it was, to me, uh, it was to impact lives. And it's what I've now, I, at that point, I did not have coaching you. It was not something that came to, you know, uh, maybe a, 10 years later but that was the that was the reason I'm doing I did it because of that I wanted to impact people's lives very unselfishly not monetarily just to help people grow just like you're doing and uh and but that's what he and he was and Ray for this the humility that he had was breathtaking to be the smartest guy in the room and have the most humility in the room really seen he- you know, and to me, I think what I respect most about Jim is like he's better off stage than he is on. And he's a wonderful speaker and a wonderful singer. Yes. 
but he truly is a genuine human. <laughs> Tell me about Tim Corbin. Tim is has been a great influence in my life. The thing that that's great about Tim is he he models everything that he asks his players to do and what's happening. So every, for those that might not know every day before practice, they spend 30 minutes in a classroom. Incredible. It's if, if anyone could go in, it's a master's on teaching. When you watch, walk in there, it's electric. People are engaged. The content is relevant. Tim's facilitating the conversation. He's not driving it. He's got videos. It is a multimedia experience. Really? And I think that it, it speaks to his impact that they basically have, at the time, there was 35 pros. They had to keep create their own professional locker room for all the guys that would come back to Nashville, which <laughs> is not great weather, by the way, in the wintertime but they put themselves in that environment because of the impact that he had on them. How great is that? Modern day John Wooden, man. Wow. It can't get better than that. Uh, Billy Donovan, someone that we both care about. What, what, what jumped out at you about Bill? His authenticity. He's so genuine with his approach. He is very curious and he has this line that so Becky Burley again I, I sure. referred to her earlier she was having a tough season and she said I literally picture Billy on my shoulder asking me is that who you want to be then why are you acting like that and <laughs> to me what that speaks to is Billy's impact not just on his program inside of Florida but as Florida as a whole Billy, um, when I started working with him back '02 or so, um, you know, and I would share some of my ideas, Chuck Daly comment, you know, ideas, and he said to me one day, and he's coming out of the Rick Pitino school, and he said to me, "Why are you trying to make me a soft coach?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I "I'm just." You asked me to tell you what to, this is what coaching is like in the NBA. It's, it's soft coaching. And, and now he might be as good a people coach as we have in the NBA, him and Doc Rivers. And, Amen. About, isn't that the truth? And and so I, I sent him a text. Like last year, I thought he was just brilliant. And I sent him the year. I said, this soft coaching is carrying me so far. <laughs> <laughs> But, but you know, and he has a great he, growth he has mindset. He's made that transition seamless. Oh. You know, obviously there's there's lessons to be learned, but because he, to me, as I observe, it's more about his pursuit of why people are doing what they're doing. He, he, there's a relentlessness to that, and I think that uh, people can feel how much he cares and how much he's trying to understand. And I think that's a great tool to have at that level. Uh, I loved at the conference in Boston when you had Gino Oriema. He might have been as good a guy. He was in, he was incredible. It was like he was made for that moment with you up there. But tell me about some of the things you learned about Gino. 
Gino, what I appreciate about Gino is he is as candid as can be, mm-hmm. despite what the outside world weighs in on it. And I think that his courage to share his experience as one of the most elite coaches we've ever seen and helping people understand that fulfillment doesn't reside with achievement. I mean, when you have the most successful coach, one of them of all time saying that, that helps the coach who's just starting the journey begin to understand that I'm not going to find my fulfillment there. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that has hit me is that we're on this metaphorical treadmill running so fast, chasing so hard that we're trying to get this achievement. And typically before we achieve, we overvalue it. And then once we get it, we can assess the true nature of the value. And through many of the championship coaches that I've talked, they will tell you that their life doesn't actually get easier after that. It gets more complex because there's confusion. Everyone around them thought, hey, if you do this, you're successful. And then you realize you're raising your kids from that value set. And typically when they win it, they're in their mid-40s. And now it's hard to undo some of those things that you helped your kids understand because they're past the most malleable stages in their life. And I think that that can be a really dark spot for coaches. And so for Gino to shed such authenticity into that space, it can start to plant the seeds to where you can start to prepare coaches um, for almost the intervention that you need after a championship as opposed to maybe just the celebration. On that same conference, you had Brad Stevens, who's, you know, he's, he's just fantastic. But what did you what did you get from Brad uh, as he's now a professional coach after being a terrific co- coach, a young coach at Butler? Now he's an NBA coach. What did you pull out of him? Was he different? Was he, you know, what did you find? Well, when you were talking about Chuck Daly, you know how you, you yeah. said he was unconsciously competent? I wrote that term down that you just used. I think that's Brad. I I think that there is – I think that people are like, you're so humble. And I think that he's like, well, the players are making the plays. And then they're like, there he goes, being humble again. Yeah. And it's just like – it perpetuates itself, but I think he's just so clear on so many different things and is strategic when emotion is at its height. And I appreciate how methodical he is and, and truly how much he cares. That's great insight. After this quick timeout, we're going to come right back with Brett. The best basketball coaches are relying on data more than ever. That's why coaches love Huddle Assist. With Assist, you get full game breakdowns, including complete team and player stats in less than 24 hours. Your stats are ready when you need them. And Assist is more than just a box score. Use interactive reports like shot charts and advanced stats like like lineup data, VPS, and of course, effective field goal percentage to coach smarter. Plus, Assist brings your stats to life. Every stat is marked on the video at the moment it happened. See every shot, turnover, rebound, and much more with just a few clicks. Want to see how Huddle Assist is elevating basketball? Visit huddle.com slash assist. That's 
H-U-D-L dot com slash assist to learn more. MindView is an amazing, amazing company that literally is just releasing a platform. They have developed an incredible assessment that we have just totally, totally been blown away with because on this assessment that you can take in a matter of 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes on your phone, the things that you've never been able to measure before, like resilience, grit, hope, adaptability, all these things, they are able to measure them as to how you're thinking and feeling right now. This is a game changer as far as I'm concerned. I'm a strength finder guy. I love all that. But MindView is the latest technology. It is just literally coming on the market right now. The platform that they've created is second to none. The emphasis right now on your players' mental wellness is unprecedented. I'm sold on MindView. Now it's your turn. For more information about MindView, M-I-N-D-V-U-E, please contact the COO, Cleet McQuinn. His email is cmcquinn at mindview.com or visit their website at mindview.com. Back with Brett Ledbetter and Brett, uh, talk to me about what drives winning when we talk about environments. So we just released this book and it's taken me a while to, I understood conceptually what we were trying to communicate, but I hadn't been exposed to too many coaches that were doing it without doubling down on the use of power. And the the concept of the book is how do you build an environment where people can do their best work? And through observing a lot of coaches, we settled on that it's how you define, manage, and model your expectations and how you live in those three spaces really dictates what kind of environment you're building. So it's, I mean, I, I, I can win without having great facilities. You mean? <laughs> <laughs> there was a great line and I'm not going to share the specifics, but they, they said if facilities one university X would win everything. everything. And they, <laughs> yeah. Good call. How does, you know, how does environments, when you talk about that, everyone, buzzword that we hear, you know, unfortunately, when this podcast comes out next week, we're going to be in the midst of March tournaments, and we're going to have a lot of coaching firings and stuff in uh, our business, basketball, men and women, great people. And I I often say, being in this space for 50 years, (laughs) that a lot of lives are going to be upset, head coaches' lives. But more importantly, you know, every time a head coach goes, three to five assistants go many times. So, you know, we talk about the new coach coming in saying, we're going to build a great culture. <laughs> is it more important to have culture or is environments part of culture? So the way we look at it is culture is over time okay. and environments is right now. And one of the things that we like to ask coaches is what's more important, character development or behavior management. And most coaches will point to character development, which is long-term, but behavior management is right now. And how you manage the moment 
we believe is where credibility is earned and lost. And so for the new coach that is taking over the program, one of the uh, coaches that comes to mind for me, and we write about it in a book, is P.J. Fleck and how he turned Minnesota around. He has what you call Howe University, where anything that is expected is defined. And he spends an inordinate amount of time helping guys learn how they're going to be champions before they become champions. And the more I'm around it, the, the clearly defining what you want is a proactive approach. It's like aloe versus sunscreen. You know, if you put sunscreen on, you're not going to get burnt as bad. And that's what defining does. And if you don't define, you're going to need aloe for the burn. And so many coaches underdefine and overmanage. And I think the ones that can get ahead of it, they set the stage to build trust through their consistency. When you're as a coach now, uh, you use that word that I live by, and that's trust. You know, you know, the, one of the most important words. Coaches, we saw an example. I won't mention the coach's name nor the university in the Midwest, but last week there's a lot of trust that was broken in the locker room post game talk. <laughs> okay. How it's it can happen overnight in one speech in one pissed off moment when you just get upset at a loss. You can you can take that trust that you had, you know, and just ruin everything that you'd built up, right? It speaks to how important consistency is. And I think that if if you study coaching, the the best coaches are able to not let what's happening outside their body dictate their inner experience and they're able to not allow emotion to take the wheel to where it actually manifests inside of the behavior because what you said is right yeah so okay so in the book environments what are the most important things that in your research and then in your writing that you came across like that now I'm the, um, maybe the young coach, but more importantly, the young coach maybe wants to learn and he doesn't really know what the hell he's doing anyway, but maybe the guy that's coached 20 years, but he's on that treadmill and he's really not going anywhere. What would this book do for him? So would that coach that's been there for 20 years, is he at the same spot or is he moving around? No, he's moving around. Right. <laughs> he's moving around. So he's normal. Right you, know, you know the answer. He's moving around every few so, years, sometimes after one. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it's interesting because I think the longer you stay in it yeah. and or you ascend, if, if defining is a proactive approach, yeah, then managing would be a reactive approach. And so when you define, that draws a line between what's acceptable and what's unacceptable. So the greats I've been around in the management section, they're able to catch the right things and convert the below the line behavior. And I think the two things that are missed is you can educate through praise to everybody else in the environment. Now you have to be strategic and it has to be authentic. There's a lot of pitfalls that come with praise, but if you, you can really assess like, I think modern coaching to me is attaching leadership to the moment. 
as opposed to an individual. Because if you attach it to the moment, it's whoever's doing the right thing in the moment. And that's accessible to everybody on the roster. And so when you call out those things, that helps set the value system. One of my favorite things that Gino said is you can tell a lot by what a coach praises. And that's how they catch above the line. And then if we look on the opposite side, when players aren't meeting the expectations, there's a difference between power tools and pro tools. Power tools is designed to force control. Pro tools are designed to win influence. And I think with the, the changing environment in athletics that we're shifting to where the players are accumulating more power. And so you're going to have to, to change your management systems to meet them where they're at. And we see a lot of coaches that when a player goes below the line, they go below the line and how they manage that player, which speaks to the trust piece again, that they're now being inconsistent, that we want poise, but we're blowing you up because you're not doing the right thing. And so I think that the more you can develop a strategy for winning influence to get them above the line, I think that's where trust is earned and lost. Um, that answers my other question was going to be, this is a must read for every coach in every sport, probably every parent too, <laughs> uh, which I think coaching and parenting is really the same skill set, really, frankly. But um, Can I tell you a really cool line I heard about uh, sure. parenting? A coach told me this. They just said that the more you control on the front end, the less you influence on the back end. Could you explain? So that uh, I went to state college, so you have to decision making power away from your child. Ah, that's the time that you want them to maybe touch the stove, because yeah. then you can help coach them through their behavior. I Got heard it. an unbelievable line from a golf coach who coaches at Duke. He said that I became a better teacher when I realized that sport and life were better teachers than me. And so if you allow experience to teach your players, as opposed to having dictate everything prior to in terms of all the different events, then they own it. And if they own it, most people don't want to sink the boat that they're in. And you're increasing ownership by doing it that way. Brett, where can, uh, where can our listeners, and they're all over the world, uh, you know, in 140 countries, where, where can they get uh, your books? So if you go to whatdriveswinning.com, we have a lot of free resources there. Okay. And then the things that I would share with your audience would be that we just released the What Drives Winning Environments book. Right. You can find the site. And then we have a coaching lab that meets digitally twice a month where we have live conversations centered around character development, behavior management, priority alignment, team development, and self-awareness. Yeah, I think that's that's fabulous. That's absolutely fabulous. Yeah, I mean, that that for a coach is really something that is uh, – and you can also – can you still bring your team into that too? Or, or did you, you Our just... goal is to impact the leaders to where we gotcha. give them assets that they can then bring back to their team. Gotcha. Okay. Well, my friend, I'll tell you what, we like I said, we could go for hours, but I really appreciate your time. And are we going to have a conference this June? 
What do you COVID, think? COVID, we're, we're uh, much like everyone else, we're trying to figure out what we can yeah. do with COVID. Well, I'll tell you what. But as soon as we can do one, man, we're, we'll be doing one, and, and we hope that you'll be there because we have a great appreciation for how you try and educate the, the coaching space. Well, I, I really am. Uh, really appreciative and so thankful that you took the time to help coach our our team and and that's great brett my best to you my friend thank you brandon brett is absolutely amazing again make sure you go to whatdriveswinning.com uh i've got every book he's done i watch every video uh twice i've been trying to get to his uh space to go to his conference uh, had conflicts with coaching you and other ventures that we were doing. But I'm so praying that this year when we come out of COVID that we will be able to get there because you want to talk about motivating someone and learning from someone. Brett Ledbetter is one of the most gifted people in our space. But what drives winning environments? <laughs> i tell you what, just got it today. It is something you will not put down. It truly will define who you are. Hey, until next week, this is the Coach Brendan Sir.